Hello everybody, welcome back to Not Another Isekai. Uh, this week, let's see, last week was obviously really good. We talked about a lot of good stuff, it was a lot longer of an episode than I thought because, you know, every episode was incredible, right? Um, with just every show, really. Uh, this week, I feel like is a little different where... I feel like this week it's more so you know not not like bad episodes or anything but i feel like it's more um more just kind of like coasting on whatever last week's episode was for pretty much most of these shows um you know again not that it's bad just more so like having like a slight dip and like okay breathe after last week and then we're setting up next week to be crazy too um so yeah so not i feel like not as much all the way around to talk about with just just this week's uh, you know lineup but uh still 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 really good and we'll see you know maybe maybe we'll get into it and it'll be you know a lot to talk about but um you know for the most part i feel like you know they're kind of like they're like exhaling a little bit after after last week um but still setting up a lot of really good stuff um and then also on top of that um we also added a show uh, we are starting, not starting, but we are continuing finally, uh, Koopa Won't Let Me Be Invisible. That was something that we started last week, or last season, and it got delayed until this season, and they, like, restarted it, which was weird. They, like, started it from episode one, they had, like, reset <laughs> for, for this season from last season, uh, but we finally have that coming back as well, so we'll finish that up. Um, yeah, so let's, let's start. So we got Villain Saga season two, episode 19. Um, yeah, yeah, this was, again, last episode was crazy with, uh, what happened with just everything, with, like, Kettle coming back and all that, and Arnhide, and, you know, this week was, was a lot of, like, okay, let's sort of regroup after last week, and we're setting up pretty much the rest of the season, I feel like, because, what, there's, like, five episodes left? So, like, this one, again, not too much to talk about, because they were just focusing on, you know, kind of rebounding from last week. So, we have, um... You know, Thorfinn and Aenor trying to figure out what they want to do. Obviously, they want to be free, like everyone. <laughs> but, um, you know, they tell Leaf that, hey, you know, we we can't leave. We can't leave. Uh, you know, given Arnheit's condition, it's like we we wouldn't feel good about that. You know, it's not even much so like, yeah, they you know, they have like some connection. I mean, you know, they've been at the farm for a while. And, you know, I'm sure part of them still respects kettle um and is still you know grateful for what kettle has done and how how kettle's acted up until this point but for the most part like 99 percent of them is like well we can't leave without arnai like if arnai was just out of the picture i mean i suppose kettle would be acting differently but um you know they would they would leave immediately i'm sure because they're like i don't really care about this farm <laughs> necessarily um and they probably don't want to be, I mean, you know, Thorfinn in particular definitely doesn't want to be caught up in all the fighting. I mean, he's he's over it, you know. Um, you know, especially coming off of the fight with Snake, where it's like he broke his rules to fight Snake, to protect Gardar um, and, and Arnide, you know, to, to, to an emotional extent. And he failed even then, you know, he, he, he believes he failed. Um, uh, you know, I mean, there was no... <laughs> There was going to be no getting around that because even if he saved Gardar from Snake, like 
kettle would have came and it wouldn't have worked anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's nice. You know, that's them kind of wrestling with, with what they want to do. And, uh, you know, again, now it's like, okay, they're here. What is their play going to be with everyone else, right? Like, you know, are they going to take part in, in the fighting? Um, are they going to stay out of it? I mean, it's it's interesting because they do have connections in history with Canute and Floki and, and all them. So I don't know. I, I, I just can't imagine, especially if they see each other, you know, like I can't imagine they're going to just like, I mean, Thorfinn, right? Like Aenor, whatever. Thorfinn is like, that's what we want to know what kind of action he's going to take because you know, we, we know he's rusty, especially with fighting Snake. Like, come on. I mean, old old Thorfinn would have would have mopped up Snake. But um, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. And also Arnheid not getting better anytime soon. <laughs> so it's like they're they're in it, you know, like they've they're in it whether they want to or not, because it's like this war, this, this battle's going to happen. And speaking of which, um, okay. Uh, Kettle's people, they just get completely riddled with arrows. It's like that that right there was the start and really all we needed to show the the disparity between both armies, right? Where it's like one person I mean, first off, one person let loose an arrow when they shouldn't have, you know, it just shows the the difference in like coordination and um uh I guess like following orders, right? Um then couldn't reach him was still a good like i don't know few yards maybe more i don't know then we have the other side the entire <laughs> the entire platoon threw arrows definitely reached the beach and killed like most of the people you know so again like right there j just showing the difference between these two armies and that's i don't really think <laughs> i don't think kettle really wants to smoke here um, you know, I mean, you know, even later on, it's like, oh, Canute and them, you know, they, the, the King's army, it's only like a hundred people and they're like relieved. They're like cheering that like, oh, that's, that, that's less than a third of our group, you know, so they must have over what, 300, right? That would, that would be, um, but it's like, I don't think they understand <laughs> that like. You know, Snake starts to understand it and, you know, he starts to, you know, explain this to his people, you know, you know, his little group of mercenaries or whatever. But like Kettle and everyone else, they don't seem to understand that it's like, yeah, but these are, yes, there's, there's less than a third, but these are like trained soldiers <laughs> who have experience in war and, you know, they have, they have the skills of being part of the, like the, the king's army. 99% of the people on your farm are just people, you know, like they're not real soldiers. A lot of them are just like the farmers and the workers and the, the retainers and all that stuff. It's like your, your best chance is, <clears throat> is like you and your, like you kettle Thorgal and snake and his people. It's like less than 10 people right there. It's like, you're not... <laughs> Like, they're going to get slaughtered, you know, so. It was just that, that whole time that they just kept talking about it, and it's like, <laughs> you guys are going to lose very, very hard. 
you have Thorfinn over there, but even Thorfinn, you know, again, maybe, you know, maybe young Thorfinn could have, could have made, like, a huge difference, um, but, like, you know, Thorfinn being rusty now, I don't, oof. I mean, him being there will make a difference if, you know, if he does, if he is somehow convinced to fight, but I, I, I just don't see it. Um, and then we have kind of the very end where Thorgol and Omar, they have their little plan. Omar doesn't really do what he's supposed to do, I don't think. And it was very tough for him to swim with the sword on, right? It's really heavy. But Thorgol goes into the ocean and, like, flanks Canute and them, right? Uh, you know, we don't see anything come of that. It's just kind of like, I'm here, basically. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much the episode. Um, you know, again last episode with you know being big with kettle coming back and all that stuff now this episode is really just like bridging the gap i feel between what next like next episode is going to be when the fight starts because you know kettle and them they're not surrendering right they're not fleeing to another country um so we're like right on the precipice of like we are fighting <laughs> and it's going to be bad because again like thorgo might be smart here and he might be able to you know sneak up on a few very important people, but there's just not, like, in my mind, there's not a scenario in which Kettle and his farm team win. <laughs> like, I, 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 like, the only way they could win is if, like, like, following Thorgal and, like, somehow, like, the whole, like, sneak thing works and, you know, he's able to, like, capture Canute or something, like, because on, you know, with a head-on-head they they head on battle there's just no way like kettle and his farmers don't have the experience or the skill set right uh but next we got hell's paradise episode eight um this one was an interesting one for me because it, it's not that i didn't like the episode but it was just like i didn't really care too much about the story that was being told here i mean it was it was cool you know i like learning about you know especially with shows like this where they have like a big cast and um you know you know characters that that typically aren't the main character you don't focus on them right like gabimaru and sagiri are, are are the main right you know so it's you know it's cool whenever they take some time out to give some backstory and make you care about certain characters but i don't know i just didn't you know so we have, like, Shion and Tenza. Um, you know, Shion allowed Tenza to keep the kid, which was very nice. Um, you know, that, that kind of went back to Tenza, where Tenza was, like, a little criminal urchin. And Shion, you know, kind of took him in or whatever. So that was, that was very, uh, you know, symbolic there. Um, you know, and then we had that, like, orange-haired demon uh, who wasn't dead. <laughs> you know, Tenza did not take care of them. Because they are immortal, as we discussed last episode. Um, they went crazy. They just flicked some holes into Tenza. Wild. It was, you know, looking like Swiss cheese. <laughs> um, and then Tenza decided to throw some hands. Like, forget the sword. <laughs> I'm just, just going to punch him over and over again, which was very bold. It was, you know, it was very cool to see. Um, but didn't, you know, didn't do anything. I mean... You think, <laughs> think about like like you know slicing this dude's head off, 
didn't kill him. You think you think punching him in the face over and over would do it? No, no way. But you know, again, very symbolic, very like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because I'm I'm done. <laughs> I have about 75 holes in my body. Like I'm I'm out of here. So you know, I'm going to distract this demon, you know, as much as possible, so that Shion and the kid can get away. Um, you know, and that was basically the whole episode. I mean, we had a lot of backstory into, again, Tenza and him on the streets and then him getting trained by Shion. Um, you know, the whole thing where it's like, you know, there's, there, there's a thing where it was like, oh, you know, if you can, if you can hit me once, then you've earned respect or whatever. And then in the end credits, we see the moment where, uh, you know, Tenza finally lands a blow on Shion. It's like, oh my God, I did it. So again, you know, a lot of really nice backstory here, but, um, and then they killed off the character, which is like strange because you know again <clears throat> not like a bad episode but I, I just don't understand how this really moves anything along like it did feel like one of those like bottle episodes it's like it was, it was cool but i care way more about gabimaru and sigiri and also it's like okay so how is this going to affect the rest of the group like you know are we going to see more shion are we going to see more of the kid um, you know, you know, are they going to affect the overall story in like a main way, in like a big way? Um, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not convinced. So again, not really too much to talk about. <laughs> um, it was cool. You know, again, it was, you know, it was cool to see another one of those, those demons. I, I, I mean, I'm already forgetting the name of, of what they were called, but um, you know, another one that's like immortal and super powerful and all that stuff. Um, you know, that was, that was cool. Um, but even then, like, like the fight wasn't really anything super crazy. Um, you know, it was, it, it was just cool. You know, I'm more so kind of waiting for next episode to see kind of, you know, what, what this connects to. You know, we are very much running out of people at this point. Um, you know, we've seen, you know, a couple battles with these very strong immortal characters. Uh, but we haven't seen them fight uh, Gabimaru and Sigiri yet. And the other two that are with them. Um, you know, so I'm sure maybe that's kind of what this is building up to, where it's like we've seen these couple other battles, you know, we've seen how strong they can be, how much they don't lose, you know, so maybe that's kind of what, you know, what they're trying to lead us towards, um, but yeah, so, good stuff, just kind of more so waiting for what next episode is going to bring us. Uh, next, Konosuba, an explosion on this wonderful world, episode 7, um, not really too much with this one either. Um, th you know, this one is mostly focusing on Megumin. She's finally out in the world adventuring. She's doing what she always wanted to do. Um, I mean, not not quite. <laughs> you know, we're not quite there where she's like a real adventurer yet. Um, you know, she has to like rank up, right? And so, uh, you know, this kind of leads her to being recruited by uh, Sicily of the Axis sect. Uh, it's 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 like a cult basically <laughs> from what from what i understand um so she's recruited by her uh mostly with just the promise of food <laughs> i guess megumin not doing good at her regular jobs as we've seen previously with her attempts with union um you know she's not good at just jobs you know she just wants to go out there and be a a magic user right um so she joins here and uh you know, it's it's all very nice. It's all really too good to be true. It's like, okay, here's food. We got you covered. We got, like, lodging for you until you get a job and can kind of, you know, contribute or whatever. And uh, and then we then we have the weirdness. 
where it is uh where there's father zesta and he, he he's just an odd dude you know and being the leader of this whole thing it's like i don't how did how did this happen you know how did you guys form around him did you did you elect him <laughs> was he just rich and he was able to kind of get you in here with with kind of those promises a lot of questions here and basically the whole episode was you know megumin um you know kind of doing stuff for zesta um, trying to make him look good trying to you know putting herself in very weird scenarios that never panned out because zesta is just is just bad at everything you know megumin has some had some really good ideas very solid very classic ideas but but, but zesta just wasn't good you know he, he's not a good actor um he's not he's not good at putting himself out there you know um and then the very end we see him getting taken away <laughs> and megumin's just like do it take him away he's you know at first she was like oh no he's you know what, what's going on here and then after hearing some of his past crimes <laughs> he's just like he is a he is the he is he is, he is a filth <laughs> The, the the filth on the street of a man we need to take him away um and then we learned that uh that that union um you know she's the one that kind of brought that that letter that was giving all that information that kind of caused all this fuss um you know so now she's connected to it so again you know it's funny because last episode i was like oh you know now that megumin is kind of on her own you know are we going to see the other characters again specifically union you know, because she is kind of the, you know, like, number two character and all of this. Um, and somehow she's weaseled her way back into the show, you know. Um, you know, so again, I imagine maybe we're going to continue this next episode where, you know, they're going to try to, uh, like, get him out, I guess, maybe. Is that, you know, is that going to be something? Um, you know, because she's still part of this group, right? She's still part of the Axis sect. Um, kind of, Kind of clear the air on everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, again, just, you know, just mostly just a fun episode, um, you know, of kind of her, her first experiences as being an adventure and it just not going the way, <laughs> you know, the way that she expected, which is what we would expect at this point, right? Where nothing ever goes how you, you imagine it because it's, it's Konosuba and that's just, that's just the formula, right? Um, so yeah, good stuff there. Uh, next we got my love story with Yamada Kun at level 999 episode 7. Um, this again was kind of bouncing off of last episode. Um, and kind of just building up some other stuff on the side where I feel like the next couple episodes are really going to kind of, uh, I don't know, expound on that. So we have, um, you know, you know, after the whole little hair mishap with Yamada and Akane, um, you know, y y Yamada got his tools and he came back, uh, you know, he found Akane asleep, so that was very nice for him, especially because he was just like, can't, can't deal with what happened, so her being asleep, like, works, <laughs> you know, because now I don't have to, like, confront her about, about this, um, so was, uh, that was cool, um, and then while she was asleep, we had some other guy, uh, that I guess was, like, also went to the same, like, goes to the same college as her, I guess, um, returned a bunch of lunch boxes to Akane and you know Akane was still asleep so you know he gave it to Yamada and everything and um you know that 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 was it that was a really cool scene because um you know I feel like I feel like a part of Yamada didn't like that 
you know, because, like, you know, I feel like that was supposed to be presented to us in a way that, like, oh, Yamada maybe thought that he was special, that Akane, um, you know, like, made lunch for him, you know, like, you know, earlier on, you know, she, uh, you know, she, remember she ran home and came back with all the little containers of curry and, and all this different food and stuff, and, uh, you know, that, that made, like, oh, man, she's doing that because of, you know, we're, we're close and we're guildmates and we're becoming friends and whatever, right? she cares about me and so now that we have some other dude come in and it's like oh yeah she did this for me a while ago i'm returning all of all of her dishes all that stuff you know you know i feel like that affected yamada in a way that he's like oh maybe it wasn't me that she was doing it for maybe it was just she's just nice and she just does this you know so that maybe kind of reset some of the progress that he maybe feels like he's had so far with her um maybe you know i feel like i wouldn't really have thought too much into that um you know it was clearly happened a while ago um you know she wasn't like you know because like even when yamada told her about it when she woke up you know she wasn't like oh my god like she didn't have all these questions she was just like oh okay cool you know i mean again i you clearly see how how Yamada would, would would take this in a certain way and feel feel a type of way about this, but um, it's very interesting because you know you know the show does a really good job at having these moments of progress and then having these moments of either Yamada or Akane like something happening and then being like, oh this isn't really what I thought it was or oh yeah they don't you know like what are my own feelings even. Like, I have to figure that out first before I look at Yamada or look at Akane and I'm like, how do they feel? You know, are they feeling the same thing as me? You know, how do I interpret this action or this thing that they said? You know, so like something like this, where he may have interpreted the food as something and then for this moment to happen and it be mirrored with someone else, how is he supposed to interpret, um, you know, his own food gift, right? Um, and then, um, he talks about how he took the hairpin off of her when she was sleeping. And that was interesting because I thought his explanation was going to be, oh, well, you know, probably not super comfortable for you to sleep with like stuff in your hair. Right. Um, but no, he was just like, oh, I just kind of felt like it. <laughs> like, oh, weird. It's a weird, it's a weird thing to say, <laughs> you know? I feel like at that point I would have been like, oh yeah, I just kind of fell off. So I, you know, picked it up or whatever. It's kind of a weird, weird thing there. Um, she got a part-time job, which, you know, I think was really spawned from Ata paying for all the different parts to, to fix her computer. Um, kind of spawned from that because she's like, I don't really have any money, you know. Um, so that was cool. You know, I you know I wonder if I'll actually see her at her part-time job. You know, I feel like that's something in like, the more slice of life -y shows, um, you know, where we do have scenes and little goofs with uh you know with with the main character at their job um so that'd be cool you know see her work in there i'm excited for that um we see takizo uh in his avatar his avatar very strange <laughs> not like a person it's like a little cloud spirit thing which i feel like makes so much sense to like his character and his personality and everything so that's that's cool so we finally got to see him now we're just waiting on seeing runa um so that was cool um and then we have yamada has a tournament coming up with his like other group the like fps group um 
So yeah, you know, and I think we kind of ended on that because it is indicative of where he is in his life right now where um you know he you know fps stuff is his main thing he's really good at that you know the whole uh uh spirits of the forest or whatever their their game is that they play that's kind of just a side thing that he does and now uh especially because of akane he's been focusing more and more time on that game less and less on his main fps stuff with his fps buddies um, and so now he's, you know, he's maybe degrading a little bit in skill. And so now he has a tournament coming up um, that he's, his, his team is partaking in. And, you know, I just feel like maybe not like a huge part of his life, but um, this is something that I feel like is on his mind. He's thinking about where it's like, oh, you know, not only how am I going to do in this tournament, but how much do I care about this? Like, is this something because of Akane? Um, you know, is this something that I'm caring less and less about and I'm wanting to focus on this other aspect of my life? Um, we'll see. We'll see, right? Um, but yeah, that was the episode. Um, again, good stuff. You know, it's kind of following up on last week. Um, you know, Yamada especially having a lot of things to think about because of last week. Um, so yeah, we'll see where it goes from here. You know, you know I feel like there's going to be some more inner workings in his mind about this tournament and also about like how he how he feels about Akane you know um you know I feel like we are getting closer and closer to that point where they both have to really look at themselves in the mirror and see okay what is what is this you know what's what's happening (laughs) with us right so next we got Skip and Loafer episode 7 uh yeah this was great again very much rebounding off last week especially with the moment the conversation to end last week with iwakura and shima um yeah yeah um so we have iwakura finally on the student council she's a secretary so that's really cool she's you know one step closer to her dreams right uh so that's cool um the main story here is takamine who lost student council president to that second year guy. And, you know, that, that really crushed her. Um, you know, cause she, you know, she thought she was a shoe in for the president and then someone else beat her, which in itself, it, you know, kind of sucks. But then they kind of overhear, you know, her and Iwakura kind of overhear this guy talking and it doesn't really seem that he's like super into the idea of student council. Um, not as much as Takamine and Iwakura are where they're like student council is like a thing that we really want to do this guy just kind of seems like he's using it for its its advantages um, where it's like oh you know this you know this position will get me in good with the teachers um, you know I'm you know I'm only uh, you know I'm only really uh, married to this for a year so like I'm just going to do it for the year and then bounce out um, so again it kind of feels like he's he doesn't really care about student council necessarily. He's just kind of doing it for the the glitz and the glamour that it brings. Um, whereas again, Takamine and Iwakura are all in it because that's what they want. You know, they, they're into the actual content of the club, not just the benefits of the club. You know, you know. So that kind of makes you know that makes Takamine feel even worse because she's like, not only did I lose, I lost to someone that doesn't seem to like super care i mean again we're not completely just like drowning this guy like he you know they feel like he will do a good job 
but it's like uh, it doesn't even seem like he really wanted this you know so that sucks but what i really like about this is you know they're, they're like little friend group that they have um kind of chica showed his childhood movie to you know a few of us right and um i don't really know why he did it but um that was a nice moment because um you know sort of symbolic in a way where he was like you know the movie wasn't anything really good i mean you know it was it was it was it was him as a child when he made it so it wasn't going to be very good anyway but um you know him even standing there and being like yeah this is this is embarrassing but you know i'm, I'm doing it because i want to show you i want it you know to be a learning experience and everything and you know he was even giving them the okay to laugh like hey we're, like, like, we're supposed to have a good time here like you don't have to be weird watching this around me and try to like no like you guys can laugh it's funny like like this isn't great that i made this when i was a child like you know and so that that moment i feel like was really good because you know i feel like that helped takemine in the way of like putting it simply everything's gonna be okay you know like there may be things that you're embarrassed about there may be things that you look at and you know you don't look too fondly on you know but like we can move past it right and so that's kind of what kind of chica kind of chica did here where he was just like hey like this is something but like you know while this isn't something that is like my best work and like a a a highlight of my life like it did kind of turn into what i'm doing today you know and so that's you know you know that's what i feel like takimine has to look at where it's like yeah you know you didn't quite reach your goal in this moment but you are still on the path and like you know you just kind of have to roll with the punches and uh you know do your best um and you know and she she takes that you know and then you know but by the end of this episode she feels a lot better she feels a lot more confident in herself um which is great um we have a nice little moment here where, where now which again is uh iwakura's aunt um very suspicious of shima she she hasn't seen shima at all <laughs> but um you know you know just the fact that iwakura talks about shima a bit um, you know, kind of talks about him in a certain way, right? In definitely a way that can be interpreted a certain way. Um, you know, now is very protective of her, right? You know, very protective of her niece. Um, you know, which is very funny. You know, so that you know, I'm expecting this season for us to get um, you know some sort of interaction between these characters. It'd be nice if uh, you know, because we haven't had this yet, right? Where um, Shima or Iwakura go over each other's house. You know, I feel like that's always like a big moment with these like slice of life, uh, you know, romance stuff. Um, so I'm sure at some point we'll get that. Um, so that's, you know, that'd be really cool. But yeah, you know, just just funny that she's like, I'm on to you, Shima. <laughs> it's like, Shima is super innocent. <laughs> um, and then they are going to go to, I believe, the zoo. I didn't quite catch that. But, you know, I believe it's, like, the zoo together. Because I, I believe they talked about, like, seeing animals and stuff. So, um, so that's cool. Go to that together. Um, you, know, you know, which was funny because, uh, you know, Shima was kind of leaning towards inviting the friends. Like they've done before, right? Like they went to, like they went out shopping together and then the movies and stuff. Um, but Ibukura kind of blurted out, 
let's go together like us two it's like ooh, and then that was a big thing for her right which is like oh no like did i really just say that like is the you know he's gonna is, you know, is he gonna think that's weird is he gonna take this the wrong way and shima was like yeah hell yeah let's do it um so that was that was really dope you know now you know they kind of have like a date not date together so that's probably gonna be next episode i imagine and so we'll see that that'll be a good time um again maybe making more progress on what it feels like them getting a lot closer together and like you know getting closer and closer to that uh romantic relationship which again this is one of those shows where i don't know like part of me again does this have a romance tag <laughs> does this show have you know, it was actually tagged with the romance genre um i mean because if so then yeah they're, they're obviously getting together but but there's part of me where it's like if it didn't and it was just like no they're best friends and you know maybe they do kind of play with the idea of being together but maybe both of them are like no we actually we actually good with just being like super close like best friends you know i would be okay with that i think um but no i mean i feel like they're, they're definitely getting there um and then um the episode ends with some other girl some like model that that comes in and i don't really know what her relationship is to shima i mean you know shima's super embarrassed he's like oh wait at the gate you know drags her out you know you know doesn't let her really talk too much to iwakura or igashira um i don't know if that's like i mean i imagine that's gonna end up being just a you know one of his friends from um <clears throat> you know from like his like acting side of his life right um you know very much seems like maybe someone who has kind of maybe gone after shima in the past and shima just wasn't really into it so now they have this like like teasing relationship i mean one-sided i'm sure um you know because again we've you know we've seen that trope a million times right um where he just where she just kind of teases him and kind of you know keeps like playing with the idea of like you know being with him romantically but you know shima just never really is is on that type of time um so i imagine that's probably what it is you know especially with um you know him you know her now seeing ikashira and shima or not shima uh iwakura um so yeah so i'm sure next episode that might we might even open up with that with them two talking um and maybe her kind of you know uh bringing up I iwakura you know maybe she's heard uh shima talk about iwakura They're like hmm, interesting interesting you know so i'm sure we'll get that so good stuff there again yeah moving closer and closer to what we believe is them actually having like this relationship with each other um and yeah yeah kind of breaking down both characters into what they were at the first episode into how they are affecting each other in, in positive ways. So, uh, next we got Heavenly Delusion episode eight. Um, yeah, not too much to talk about here, although the couple of things we do have are very big. Um, so we have a revelation here where it seems like man eaters are humans that died from a very specific disease. Um, so yeah, they're all humans. From what our our you know the the research that we have currently, uh, managers are just humans that had a very specific illness. They died and they turned into man eaters. Um, terrible, terrible stuff. You know that is why they're they're keeping that one girl alive. 
It's like, if you let her die, she's going to turn into this monster and she might kill other people, you know? So we're trying to keep her alive. Um, yeah. So that's huge. I mean, that's something that I feel like has been hinted at quite a bit. Um, you know, especially with, uh, you know, we didn't really see any of it this episode, but with the, like, dome children, um, you know, kind of like the, like, monsters that were seemingly, uh, you know, being born from humans, I think, you know, they were kind of like, like, incubation chambers that we've seen, so, um, you know, I feel like this has kind of been hinted at here and there, but now that it's pretty much confirmed, uh, it makes a lot of sense, you know, kind of throws a, you know, new, like, spin, you know, kind of throws sort of a like zombie spin on it where it's like oh zombies are humans that turn into zombies so it's kind of like that um they end up uh you know Kuriko and Maru end up bringing that girl to see the sky her last request uh and then Maru kills her in the way that he kills man eaters right because he kind of has that ability uh because she is she has that specific disease and is dying from that imagine that's why she's you know he's able to like go you know like meld into her and killer in the way that he kills man eaters um so yeah that was uh you know mostly his like um uh humane <laughs> i guess uh you know uh merciful that's the word i was looking for merciful death or it's like this you know it's what she wanted and even so like you know her like little tablet that was letting her communicate like she was very grateful for that very grateful for being able to see the sky again very grateful to everyone that helped her and um you know, killed her as a human, not as a man-eater, um, so yeah, good, good moments there, very, very tough moments, um, you know, very, very real stuff, you know, I like whenever shows have this, um, where, where we do kind of stop, and have, um, you know, an, an intense scene like that, where they have to kill somebody, um, and then it only goes further to the end of the episode, where the doctor kills himself, um, you know, probably because he just couldn't take it anymore. Um, you know, him having to take care of these sick people, knowing that they are all, many of them are going to turn into man-eaters like this, having to see that, having to deal with that. Um, and, you know, also all the pressure of sort of like fixing people with these like, uh, these like enhancements, all that stuff. Um, you know, and then in the episode as well, we have the white cloaks who chose violence, they're now on a very, on a violent streak where they said they weren't going to, you know, they weren't going to succumb to that, and so now they're, they're causing all this, you know, so, it's like all this kind of just, like, melted down into this moment where the doctor was just like, I'm done, can't do it anymore, it's tough, man, it's tough, you know, um, again, this was very much just like another stop in Kiriko and Maru's journey, you know, I feel like they are, you know, each stop they do get closer and closer to their goal of seeing the one doctor and then the one dude you know um but it's like yeah the show does a good job in 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 grounding all these characters and all these interactions um so yeah that's basically i don't have any more to say <laughs> um very very tough scenes here in this episode and it's gonna be interesting to see how they're able to move on from this um you know because we've had tough stuff before where they've had to like hurt people um and even see people die right but like but like this one with the with like all, all the emotional uh flavoring 
on it, you know, I feel like is, is, is the toughest. Definitely the toughest out of, you know, out of everything that they've had to experience up until this point. So, yeah. Next we got Demon Slayer. Swordsmith Village Arc, Episode 6. Um, yeah, yeah, this one again was a continuation of this battle that all these guys are having. Um, we said there is a, there's a tiny fifth demon, little tiny one, right? Which is kind of the one that it kind of started it all, and they're the one that is controlling everything. Um, we have a lot of Genya this episode. We have a flashback to Genya's siblings all being killed by the demon. It was very tough for him, obviously. Um, and we see that the demon was actually the mom. Mom that must have turned into a demon. And the big brother killed the mom. So a lot of stuff to break down there. <laughs> First off, um, uh, um, the dad being a terrible person. That was, uh, you know, that kind of helped mold Genya into who he is. Um, you know, unfortunately, right? <laughs> um, you know, definitely not a good thing about how the dad acted. Uh, very, very toxic relationship there. Um, and then having all the kids be killed. It's like, these are all, I mean, these are the people that he cares about, right? Like, these are people that he's able to bond with is all of his siblings. And they're so innocent, you know? And then to have them all murdered by demons right in front of his eyes. We've seen that a bunch. I mean, you know, Tanjiro... <laughs> How this kind of all started is him coming back and, um, you know, seeing his entire family being killed by demons. Um, so that was tough. And then to learn that his mom was a demon, his mom turned into a demon. Terrible, right? Because the mom was something, was someone who always protected them. And then for the mom to be the one that kills them, awful, right? And then for the the, the brother to have to bite that bullet and be the one to kill the mom even though the mom is a demon at this point it's not the mom anymore it's still tough you know to have to do that right um yeah it's not like him and him and the big brother have this like relationship there um and he's all thinking about this because the moment you know you know Genya thinks he's about to die um and then for Tanjiro to save Genya's life and to be like hey don't don't do this like you're not like don't don't give up you know you you can still reach your goals you can still meet up with your brother again and you know, all that stuff, and then for Genya to immediately return the favor and save Tanjiro's life. And he saved his life by, by sacrificing his own. Like, he has, you know, one, one thing I'm noticing <laughs> this week, a lot of people getting holes in them. We have this episode with, um, with the, like, spear, like, demon with the spear shooting holes into Genya. We had, um, in Hell's Paradise... Uh, the one like demon creature flicking holes into into Tenza, and then we had um, what was the other one? There was a third one, wasn't there? Just getting riddled, just looking like Swiss cheese. What what was it? Um, was it Vinland Saga? No, I don't know. I don't know. There was a third one, though, that I was thinking about with just, like, holes in them. Maybe I was thinking, like, Vinland Saga, where it was, like, all different, uh, different, like, like a billion arrows into them. Maybe that. But just like, ah, oh, it's, a, it's a weird through line in this, you know, for this week. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, again, you know, that was, again, not really too much to talk about there. But, um, you know, it was pretty big with having Kenya's story. And then him, like, he's he's gone. You know? Like, he's not. <laughs> There's no way he's living. Um 
even though it's funny because we because I, I i i thought he was kind of a demon though like was it because he was like like drooling and he had like the sharp teeth like his eyes and everything like did did he not get turned to a demon in that moment i thought he did maybe not you know maybe that was just like his character like his like character portrayal in that moment like kind of showing off his you know how he was feeling in that moment you know physically i guess maybe i don't know um but yeah and so that's just another character that tanjiro seemingly wasn't able to save and is being taken by by these demons by these you know these these upper ranks um so that's weighing on his mind and that also he has to win you know like he has to beat him because now now it's him and nezuko you know it's a lot easier with three people like the more people the better obviously uh, but now he has to you know i guess he has to chop off the head of that small demon um which genya wasn't able to do his sword you know didn't didn't work but with genya or with uh with tanjiro's like blood fire sword I, it'll, it'll probably work it'll probably work um and I didn't really write anything down for this, but we do also have the little side story with with uh, Muichiro, um, him still being caught in in the water prison. That sucks. Um, I imagine next episode will. I mean, next episode will probably close this fight out. I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like we'll probably close this fight out. Um, I, I mean, I just don't know how much more there is to it, but I mean, listen, I'm I'm here for it. You know, I'm. Demon Slayer has, has great fights, so if, if, you know, if there's three more episodes, uh, if they need three more episodes to tell this fight, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, also, Mitsuri, she's out there somewhere. I'm sure she'll join in the battle, either joining with Muichiro or Tanjiro. So, I mean, that that would probably make a lot of sense for her to join in with, with Muichiro, because Muichiro seems trapped. <laughs> like, you know, he's his sword, it can't cut through, it can't, you know, so... I, you know, unless he has some other crazy technique that we don't, we haven't seen yet, um, I think it'd make a lot of sense for for Mitsu to show up and kind of you know save him, right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Next we got uh, Momosu Gundam, The Witch from Mercury, season two, episode six. Um, this one was delayed. Um, they actually showed, I believe, a. Uh, a recap episode I'm not sure why typically whenever i see uh you know anime have a recap episode i would just go to oh they just needed more time on the episodes they're working on so they throw out a recap episode because like for me i don't like if they did it story-wise i don't really know why they do it because we're only five weeks into <laughs> this this second core weird that they need a recap for this you know like i mean Honestly, episode five was the one that just finally got good, you know, like not saying I didn't enjoy the first few episodes of this, of this, uh, of this season, but like episode five was like, it's going down. And then from the, then it hit us with a recap episode. I'm like, ah, you're killing us. What are we, what are we doing here? You know? So, um, very sad. Cause like I said, last week, last week was crazy <laughs> with, you know, all the stuff with the duel between Soleta and Ghoul. Uh, you know, uh, Miorine and her little play here, you know, Prospera, all this stuff. And then for him to hit us with a recap and us have to wait all another week to get it. Ah, uh, come on, come on. But all that means is that next week is going to be crazy because we, because, you know, it, it's going to be a lot like this week where, it is, you know, with all the other shows where, you know, I feel like most of the shows this week are kind of just kind of rebounding on 
big episodes from the previous week. So I'm excited for it. Next, we got Insomniacs After School, episode six. Um, yeah, yeah, this was uh, this was nice. This was a lot of, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of setting up for next week. Um, we do have a moment in the beginning, which I really like, which, you know, I think is something that happens pretty much every episode, which it is like um, Mogary more so than Nakami kind of says something. Um that kind of sticks with the other person very heavily and again i feel like it's very indicative as to possibly where their relationship is going um you know this is another one where where i feel like um i'm not sure again does this show have a romance tag <laughs> because there's part of me that's like well if they never like got together I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world you know you know again this is another show where I feel like they could very much end with just being like yeah they're, we're just really good friends we're just we're good for each other you know um but I don't know I I guess like the couple the last couple episodes I feel like I've kind of changed that where it's like come on like they're you know kind of the way they act around each other and certain things that they say I feel like it's very clearly going past a a a friend level um but this week we had Maguri say um leave a trace of me behind and that was you know that was really cool because that really hit knocking me pretty hard because it's like leave a trace of me behind like make some memories you know either for other people i want you to remember me i want to, i want us to remember these moments um, which is really what, you know, you know, what they're doing, um, you know, which is, which is also really funny because earlier on, you know, you know, Maguri got, you know, a little embarrassed, you know, here and there, um, you know, whenever Nakami wanted to, wanted to take photos of her and then for her to come here and be like, yeah, take, you know, I want you to take a bunch of photos of me, you know, leave a trace of me behind. It's just like little things like that, that I feel like <laughs> in general, High school students don't really speak that way, but in terms of just a story and in terms of like memorable writing moments, that was really good. That was really good. Um, you know, because again, it's just growing the relationship more and more and for them to be that comfortable around each other and for them to, um, you know, want to remember these moments, um, just, you know, just shows the, the importance not only of what's you know what they're doing with each other but also each other you know how you know how each other are are bettering themselves you know and how like you know they really do depend on each other for a lot of stuff um they understand each other in ways that no one else can right so um and then pretty much the whole rest of the episode like i said is building towards what i feel like next episode is going to be is uh you know them trying to recruit um other people to help them with the meteor shower stuff so we have uh uh nono got maguri and nakami to model for her um you know kind of in feels like uh, in exchange for for nono uh you know helping them so that was a good moment there i mean obviously you know a uh, uh, funny moment between maguri and nakami you know because they're kind of like modeling together you know um so that was cool 
Uh, we have the softball girl. Didn't write down her name. Um, you know, but they're like playing catch with Nakami, and uh, she finds a good pitch, which is like, oh, awesome. You know, uh, you know, because she's like not doing the best out there. Um, so we really have that that really good pitch, and it's like, and then her be like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I I plan on helping anyway. <laughs> which is really funny. So they got another one, and then uh, you know they use like reverse psychology, like FOMO stuff to have the one girl want to help them because originally Nakami asked her and was like I'm not friends with you I'm friends with Isuki and I don't you don't 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 talk to me as if you know whatever and then at the end for her to be like why are you leaving me out <laughs> it's like got her <laughs> um you know so that was good so again you know it's um you know they are building up you know this nice little crew to help them with with the meteor shower stuff and uh yeah yeah it's just nice it's just a nice episode nice moments um, very excited to see what this meteor shower actually turns into. Um, you know how well, you know what, what the turnout is going to be. I really hope it's high. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think they're gonna? I mean, they're not gonna end with the meteor shower, right? Like, are we gonna go another five episodes without this? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I feel like this this the show is going to end with a big moment, you know, and I feel like there's going to be some, like, big moment between Maguri and Nakami, um, again, I don't know what this is based off of, it's like a manga or whatever, and, you know, how much this show is covering, but, um, I feel like it has to end with, like, some, like, big moment between them two, it's like, you know, somewhat, like, solidifying the level of their relationship, um, but yeah, excited for that. Next, we got Oshinoko, episode six. Um, yeah, this one was very focused on Akane. Um, almost exclusively <laughs> focused on Akane. Um, Akane is, uh, you know, the, the one character for the one actor in the reality show that Aqua's in. And um, yeah, so we have a lot of focus on her. Um, Akane's manager got chewed out because she's not getting a lot of screen time because in, because in the, the, I don't know, the production president or whatever, I don't know. Um, you know, he's like, well, you know, I, you were able to convince me to give this opportunity to Akane rather than one of my other, uh, cl uh clients, not clients, um, employees, <laughs> it's not really the right word. I don't know, whatever, talent, you know, you know, the other, you know, you know, one of the other talents that we have on our roster, um, and she is not standing out, she, you know, but, you know, basically that she's not doing a good job, she's wasting the opportunity, whereas one of the other uh, guys or gals that we could have given, you know, our, our production company could have given this opportunity to would have stood out, would have gotten, you know, would have been better for our company, where, you know, she's not really making a splash, we're not getting anything out of this, uh, which is tough, because, you know, this, this whole episode, you know, I, I'm, I'll, I'll just mention it here uh, because it really is, uh, you know, a, a, a important aspect, you know, an important groundwork to what happens in this entire episode, which is like people just have this perception that Akane does not, doesn't care, you know, but it's like everything we see of her, like she is working harder than anyone you know, not that other people don't work hard, but she is visibly, like, 
you always see her uh you know you know just with the reality show you always see her um talking to like one of the producers or whatever and like taking notes of like hey what do you think about this you know what kind of direction are you guys thinking is there anything you guys need for me um to kind of push the story in a certain way like she's like she's on like nobody else is doing that <laughs> you know like like other like other actors on you know on the reality show are kind of talking to the producer or whatever but she's like taken to the you know to the 10th degree you know you, you know like she is constantly trying to you know you know trying to work with, with, with you know with all this you know and then we you know we have like different montages of you know her and like uh dancing and acting and her taking lessons and classes and all this stuff like you know especially with uh you know with what we're going to get to in a second but with other people just have this perception of her that she doesn't work towards anything she doesn't put in the work she doesn't care she just kind of coasts through everything and you know um you know, she thinks she's better than everyone. It's like, all that is the opposite of what's happening. Like, she doesn't think she's good enough. You know, so that, so that is why she works so much harder than maybe other people do because she's trying to get better. You know, so it's just like, it's, it's just crazy to me that like, there, there's this narrative of just like, ah, oh, she's just this, like, whatever. It's like, no, like, you don't see her, you know? Um, and so, uh, we have this little uh, side scene here, which plays into uh, what Akane is doing, um, where Kana has to explain to Ruby that brands will search you, basically, or it's like, you know, because Ruby has this drink, <laughs> um, it's like bottled drink or whatever that she doesn't like, and so, she, you know, she's going to, you know, try to put the company on blast on, on Twitter or whatever, and Kana's like, hey, don't do that, because whatever company owns that soft drink... And then whatever company that is affiliated with that company, like, they're going to see that and you may never get work from any of them again. You know, those companies may own multiple things They might not just be like a food company that could, you know, give you sponsorships and whatever. But they could also uh, be like a much bigger company that owns other stuff, too, like different talent stuff or different entertainment stuff. So, you know, in turn from you just having this like a little offhand comment about you know the, the quality of one of their drinks it may close a lot of doors for you and that really is what happens that really is what happens you know people you know you know companies and you know brands will will search your your social or your your social media history i just they don't do it you know which it plays into what going on with what's going on with akane because um this moment right she's feeling a lot of pressure to stand out um so she has this moment where she accidentally hurts Akane, or uh, Akane accidentally hurts Yuki, um, you know, you know, kind of scratches her face a little bit. Um, not anything crazy. It was like it was like a single scratch, you know, and it wasn't like anything. It was like a deep cut or anything. Um, but it was it was it was huge because one, like it was it was an injury, right? Um, and it wasn't just like someone falling over. Like you did hurt her, you know, you 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 directly and intentionally hurt her, right? Um, and um and she's also a model right so like she needs to so like having like a scratch on her face uh in the moment is very bad uh, but one great thing and this is a great thing that you know that i love about you know this little group here of like of of actors that are on the show um they don't hold any grudges you know um 
so like in this moment yuki like runs over to her and like hugs her and is like no 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 like this is fine like you were in the moment you were caught up you were trying to you know i understand what you were trying to do you know i i totally get that you did not do this on purpose you know you did not hurt me on purpose like it's fine everything is fine you know and then Nakane is apologizing whatever like oh you're a model you have you know you know you have a shoot tomorrow and she's like dog you know something like this a little scratch like this photoshop will take care of it like easy peasy like it's fine and and I love that because it doesn't seem like Yuki is doing that for the cameras it doesn't seem like she's doing that for her clout and like oh I'm, I'm gonna be the bigger person like no it seems like she genuinely is like no it's fine like it's it's like <laughs> this is a show we were acting like you got a little overzealous you know it, it, it's fine you know unfortunately unfortunately for Akane um it had to come out that she you know the, you know what happened on set with with Yuki and it had to it, you know just there was something that, that, that was going to come out there there's no way they were going to hide it and so the internet is ruthless the internet completely and fully, wholeheartedly turns on Akane. Um, it gets really bad. It gets really bad for her, right? Um, it gets all the way to the point where, where people are telling her that, that, that she should just die. Um, and we get this like montage of what's going on with Akane's life and how she's like not eating. She's just getting hold, she's holed up in her room, like doom scrolling. <laughs> um, She's not talking to anyone. She's not going to work. Like, it's really bad. It's really bad. And again, you know, another example of me loving this little crew that they have is that, like, they're all trying to, like, get in touch with her and be like, hey, like, where are you? Like, you haven't been showing up. Like, are you, are you eating? <laughs> you know, like, we were worrying about you. Like, nobody there is holding a grudge. Nobody there is thinking what the internet is thinking. You know, because the internet is like, oh, she did it for attention. She was trying to take Yuki off the show. She's jealous. Um, she doesn't care about anyone. She's trying to step over people. Um, she's mad because she's ugly. <laughs> it's just like, you know, there's all these narratives that are being thrown out about her. None of them are true. You know, none of them are true you know even with the stuff i was saying earlier where they're all like oh she doesn't work hard towards anything she's trying to take the easy way or whatever um and then we get those montages even more montages of her working hard you know like her caring and like her not being on this like like she's never like she's never thinking that she's above anyone else like it's the complete opposite where she's like everyone is so much better than me like i i have to work harder because i am not at the level of anyone else you know, and so it, 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 it's funny to have those two things like mirroring over each other where it's like we have a we you know, we have a moment of her, uh, you know, pouring her heart and soul into a, a like acting class, you know, because, you know, she's like holding the script and she's like, you know, acting or whatever. And then it cuts to her scrolling Twitter and, and seeing all these terrible things being said about her that just that just <laughs> are proven wrong by the scene previous you know what i mean so it's just it's just bad you know and then this eventually ends with uh aqua grabbing akane off the bridge you know akane was about to be like all right i've had enough it's over for me it's over you know this is what 
the internet has you know has driven her towards and we see aqua is the one that somehow is there grabs her off the bridge um you know says you know i mean you know she didn't know who it was initially but you know you know aqua's like hey chill i'm not you know i'm not here to hurt you i'm not your enemy blah blah, blah right and then it ends and uh so big stuff there this is one of the more this is this is probably the the toughest so episode six this is probably the toughest episode to watch since episode one you know i mean episode one kind of cheating right i mean it was an hour-long episode first off and then two it was you know the opening to the show which is the whole eye stuff right um toughest episode to watch man because it, it's just so true it's just so indicative of like what the internet can do to someone like this um again like it would be i don't know and it's just made better by the fact that again like none of her peers <laughs> share the opinions of what the internet is saying like everyone there is like worrying about her and like hoping she's doing okay and like they want to see her and everything um so yeah i'm just very excited for next episode to see where this goes again um, i didn't mention at the top but i i usually like to um for stuff that i've seen because i i you know like like i mentioned i have read the manga so i know what's going to happen i mean unless they change stuff drastically like i do know what's going to happen but you know i don't i don't ever give spoilers and uh you know with this just kind of going off of what we've seen this episode um i'm very excited to see you know hopefully we get like a conversation between aqua and aqua and i imagine they have to right like <laughs> there has to be a conversation as to what just almost happened and you know like why was aqua there like was aqua following akane um was it a coincidence right um you know and then i'm i'm hoping that this is the kind of jolt she needs to be like no people do care about you you know like don't listen to the internet and they don't know you like even even aqua and yuki and all them they haven't like grown up with you right like they you know they don't know you from birth or whatever but they know you way better than the internet knows you all the internet knows is what they've seen on the show like aqua and yuki and all them um know you you know what i mean like they're the ones and all of them all of them are saying hey where are you at we want to see you are you are you eating like th like they're talking to you and trying to check up on you like friends would like almost like family would so it's like they should be the ones that you heed, not the internet. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to see next episode because you know I would would like for uh, for you know for Akane to get better um, and for her to talk to Aqua and maybe come back and at least talk to Yuki and all them. Um, yeah, so good stuff. And then lastly, lastly, we have the special show that we're starting up again, Kubo Won't Let Me Be Invisible, Episode 7. Very excited for this. <clears throat> this was um, one of my favorite shows of last season for the six episodes that aired before it got delayed heavily. Um, so yeah, very excited to be back here. Um, it's probably still going to be one of my favorite shows this season because it's, it's just great. Um, so we have um, kind of a, 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 a downer um, because they realize that they may not be in the same class next year. And, um, you know, which, which sucks because, you know, we know how close they are. We know how much, you know, Kubo and Shiraishi 
um, do enjoy spending time with each other. Um, so the fact that they may be separated next year really, uh, really sucks, you know. Um, you know, it's funny, I didn't really talk too much about kind of the, the end portion of the episode with the whole like sleepover stuff, because I didn't feel like anything was super important and stood out to me. But, you know, the one thing there was, you know, they all did kind of have the same, um, you know, kind of the same thought process as well, where it's like they're all super close friends and, um, you know, still going to hang out outside of this, but they may not be in the same class next year either. So, you know, it is kind of that like looming thing where it's like, oh, it's exciting to be moving on next year of school, all that stuff. But you may not be in the same class as your friends anymore. You'll see them even if it has to be after school and all that. But, you know, it's like to not be, you know, we have way less time together. Right. Um, so, yeah, so that, you know, that's kind of the whole like the darkness, <laughs> um, you know, kind of looming over this episode. But um, aside from that, we do have, you know, nice little fun moments. Um, Kubo tricked Shirashi into sharing an umbrella, um, you know, kind of, you know, with the hopes that, uh, you know, kind of on the outside, it was like, oh, you know, I want to, I want to kind of experiment. I want to see if, uh, you know, us under the umbrella, if anyone were to notice you or if they were to just think that I was holding it or whatever. But deep down, we know that it was because they, she wanted to share an umbrella with him. Um, you know, so that was a cool scene. Um. Then we have uh, Shiraishi helping Saki carry those bags home. Um, again, very much like a, you know, like big brother to these characters. Obviously experience being a big brother to his own sibling. Um, trying to help around be like, you know, you can clearly see the like, um, uh, what's, what's the word? I don't know, the like uh, little uh, marks on her wrists that were caused by like, you know, the, the weight and the friction of the bags. Um, so he's, he's like... I, I had to convince her to let me carry these because, you know, she is, she is, you know, hurting herself and trying to carry these bags to, like, impress uh, Kubo, you know, um, which is a great moment, you know, and they get to talking or whatever, and then it ends with um, Shiraishi and Kubo saying each other's first names because Saki is like, hey, I don't think Shiraishi knows your first name, and then Kubo, <laughs> the little demon that she is, she picked up on this and she was like, uh, you know, because, like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, you know, hey, hey, you know, uh, you know, Kubo, um, you know, uh, you know, I don't think Shiraishi knows your first name because, you know, Shiraishi refused to say the first name to Saki. And then Shiraishi's like, oh, no, I, I know it. I know. It. And then, and then, and then, you know, and the Kubo's like, so then say it. <laughs> so then, you know, so, so then say it, prove it to me. <laughs> and then, and then Shiraishi says it, which is, which we already know, which is Nagisa. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then he, you know, he's kind of able to kind of turn it around on her and he's like, oh, what, what about my first name? And then, you know, you know, so I kind of egging her on there, I don't know my first name. And then, um, you know, and then Kubo's like, oh, his, his first name is, is Junta. Um, so again, a, a very funny thing there where, you know, Kubo always takes every opportunity to kind of push him a little bit and be like, well, go ahead, say it then. If you, if you, if you know it, you know, prove it to me. Um. But then for them to end the scene and you can clearly see Kubo is 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 blushing, you know, her, her face is flushed um, from, from both things. Probably one from hearing Shiraishi say her first name, which is a very big deal. And then also from her openly <laughs> saying his first name, you know, so that was very nice. And then, you know, and then I like, uh, you know, Saki's little inner monologue here where she's like, Shiraishi told me that they're just classmates lies 
lies you know you know even saki at, at her younger age can clearly see what's happening between these two like these, these are lies you are not just classmates um you know so that was funny and then uh last thing here uh kubo gave uh shirashi a a matching red pen it's very nice um uh, you know so they're matching pens which is you know a, you know a a cute little moment but then also like hey that pen actually will never run out because when it does run out you can get refills for it so you can have that pen forever <laughs> you know which is which, which is funny says, hey don't don't you ever don't you ever replace that pen i want i want us to have matching pens <laughs> um yeah so that, that was cool um yeah and then also just another thing uh the, the very relatable moment where like you're bored in class and so you start like taking apart your pen and putting it back together that's i've done that a million times <laughs> um so yeah but yeah again great episode again i i love the show so much um it's just so like wholesome and the moments are all very funny and um yeah it's just very easy to watch um not not a lot of like drama not a lot of like conflict just like fun moments all around and uh yeah I'm glad it's back. Very glad it's back. Uh, and that is it. Not another isekai this week. Um, yeah, good stuff. You know, you know, like I said, I feel like for the most part, not too much um, like episode to episode. Again, I feel like a lot of it was just kind of um, picking itself up from banger episodes last week all the way around. And they are kind of the connecting tissue to next week where I feel like most of these episodes are going to be really, really good. I mean, like, um i mean if we just run through the list like villain saga we're, we're about to get like in the meat of the actual battle right like we're like we're like cresting the hill <laughs> of the actual battle happening so that's gonna be crazy hell's paradise is tough i don't really know where that's gonna directly lead to but i'm always just see more gabimaru and Sag and sagiri you know maybe them finally facing one of these immortal people that'd be big um <clears throat> Uh, Konosuba, I mean, I imagine they're probably going to pick up where they left off here and maybe, um, you know, have some, <clears throat> you know, have some, like, big moment with them trying to free Zesta. That might make sense there. Um, my love story, I feel there's going to be a lot of discussion about this tournament and what that means and their relationship. Um, you know, Skip and Loafer, we're going to have a big thing, I'm sure, with Shima and the model. Um, Heavenly Delusion is tough. Heavenly Delusion is tough. I don't really know where that one's going to go. Uh, Demon Slayer, we might get either the end of this fight or, like, the fight ramping up even bigger. Especially with, like, us not seeing Mitsuri for a little bit. Um, Gundam, that hopefully comes back next, for you know, for next week. And we're going to see the aftermath of the craziest episode so far. Um, Insomniacs, more and more of them. The Meteor Shower, and the Meteor Shower will be next episode, but it's going to be pretty big, I imagine. Oshinoko, we're gonna get the, you know, hopefully some like Akane, Akane, um, conversation here, and then Kubo, Kubo's tough because Kubo is like the most slice of life show, so like that was really tough. But you know, it's like for the most part, I feel like next week is gonna be bangers as well. So um, yeah, I think that is it. Uh, you know, let me know, let me know which episodes were your favorite this week. Let me know which uh, you know which shows you're looking forward to the most. Um, we're getting close to the end of the season. Um, you know, again, we're, we're not quite there yet, but you know, we are kind of on that like back half. So, uh, that's fun. 
and uh, you know, definitely around this time is when we start when we start, you know, to think about next season. Of like, hey, what's a, uh, you know, what's on the horizon for next season? Um, so yeah, that is it. Um, until next time, watch my anime.